It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome in to the Skinny Podcast, the college football edition presented by Joseph Infinity of Cincinnati. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports columnist and editor. It is that time of year where spring football practice is wrapping up with spring games, and in the case of the University of Cincinnati, a final open practice, and I'll be previewing the UC final practice, Ohio State spring game, Miami spring game, and the University of Kentucky spring game here on the Skinny Podcast. First up, it's the UK spring game, and Jeff Pacoro, color analyst for the UK Radio Network, joins me to preview that. It is my pleasure to welcome in Jeff Pacoro from the UK Radio Network. Kentucky plays its spring game on Friday night uh, in Lexington. 6.30 is the kickoff time. You can see it on SEC Network. Normally, I would tell you you can listen to Pick, but he's got uh, some Reds duties that night. The Pick, obviously, close to the, to the football program. Jeff, let's quickly just look back at last year, what it means going into spring and, and this year. Um, back-to-back seven and six seasons, tough bowl loss. W- was there progress last year? I think there was. I think, I think the progress you saw, really, Richard, was a lot of these guys taking huge steps forward. I know that might be not what people want to hear, but you look at the guys, that we, the depth that they created on this team, especially on the defensive side. Um, you got some guys at linebacker who who got some invaluable playing time, especially down the stretch in the bowl game. Um, get some guys up front on the defensive line who really have stepped forward. Tyro DeBose is one guy that I think they were surprised had such a great uh, bowl game that you just talked about and that's carried over to this year. Uh, you, you know, obviously um, – They've got some talent now. Can they gel that talent? That that's the key. They're going to be they're they're going to be a little short at running back. They've got to find some depth there. And they got to find a quarterback. That's the two biggest areas of concern in this spring game. Yeah, let's start at the quarterback position. Obviously, Stephen Johnson. Uh, it, it's funny, you know, you look at some of his raw numbers and they don't jump off the page. But mm-hmm. he was just a steady performer. Um, and I hate to use the cliche, just it always felt like he was a winner. And and, and I, I I think that's sometimes understated for quarterbacks. Because you look, it's only ten touchdown passes. You know, it's not yeah. the gaudy four thousand yards that you see in today's college football. But took care of the ball, seemed to make big plays at big times, and obviously a gutsy performance in the ball game. No, I, I agree with you one hundred percent on that. Look, he's probably one of the more uh, as you just kind of gutsy players that's ever come through here. I mean, after the season ended, he's had three surgeries since right. the season ended. So that's 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 the pain that he played through. Was he a great quarterback at Kentucky? No, he wasn't a great quarterback. He was a steady leader is what he was, and he steadied influence on that team. Now, you, you've got to – saying that, love the kid, right? But they sure. have to be able to go out there – and throw for, you know, 200 yards, 250 yards a game. You are not going to win in the SEC throwing the ball, you know, you know, 150 yards a game. That just can't happen this year. So they have to take a big step forward at the quarterback spot and get more production there throwing the football. Leadership, I don't know if you're going to get any better than what you had with Steven, but they've got to throw the ball better. Yeah, let's start with that. Uh, obviously, Drew Barker's transferred, so it, it's down to two guys, basically, Gunnar Hoke, who, who did compete in the spring game last year. And actually, was really good. Right. Both the ones and the twos. And then a guy I know that everybody's very high on, just potential in, in Terry Wilson, but coming from an offense where, where frankly, um, he wasn't asked to do a lot of things that the quarterbacks are, are asked to do or, or need to do to succeed at a high level. Yeah, and that's the biggest drawback right now for him is simply learning some of the things you have to do. And one of the biggest things you have to do here, Skinny, is 
is the quarterback calls out the blocking schemes to the offensive line, which is to me is a little strange. Obviously, right. back you know when I played, which was eons ago, you know you always had the offensive lineman did it, and, and of course we had guys like Germani Dawson, who's only in the Hall of Fame. Sure. So you know <laughs> those guys are pretty adept at that. But that's one thing that uh, Kentucky has their quarterback do. So you know he has to learn that. He has to learn, as you said, a whole new system. Um, wasn't asked to do as much, but you know we've got to remember this. He was an Oregon recruit when he came out of high school. Very good quarterback there. Um, he has the ability to do that. It's just learning this whole new system and everything in basically, what, four months before the season starts. So that's a lot to ask a young man. I, I know Hope did run for a touchdown in the spring game last year, mm-hmm. Jeff, but, but between the two, I, just an assumption is based on, on skill set, Gunnar Hope is probably more of the passer and Terry Wilson more of the dual threat. Yeah, Gunnar's got good size. He's 6'4", 210 pounds. Um, can run the ball. But he's more of a pocket passer type of kid. He's, you know, he he can run, but his his big thing is you look at you know mentioned the bowl games the last couple of years. He like twenty one or twenty nine for two hundred eighty eight yards and a couple of touchdowns. So he can do it. He can throw the football. He's got a really good arm. They like what he gives you. The difference with Terry Wilson, what he gives you, and I, I would never compare anybody to Lamar Jackson, okay? Because he is a very special quarterback. But he gives you that possibility of making something happen on every play because of his feet. And I think when you look at the way they're trying to run this offense with him, especially at the start, it's going to be two looks and go. Okay, and what I mean is he's going to drop it. He's when he when he ha- when he gets the snap, he's got that primary receiver. If he's covered, he's going to take one other look, and then he's probably going to take off. He ran for almost 700 yards a year ago. He can run. Uh, whereas Gunner is more of a guy that's going to go through his progressions all the way and live to play another day, meaning, hey, if I can just, you know, get a couple yards running, I will. If I can throw the ball away, make it second down and 10 instead of doing something foolish and throwing an interception. So that's that's where they are with the quarterbacks right now. And, and this Danny Clark kid, I'm telling you, the kid from uh, Dublin, he has got an absolute cannon. But, again, young kid who's really still learning the offense. Yeah, I got a chance to see him a couple of years ago, senior year of high school. Uh, actually did a state championship game on TV, and, and they didn't have to rely on his arm, but you could see it. There's, there's no doubt about the, the potential there. Yeah. Um, last year's offense, Jeff, obviously Benny Snell is a huge part of it, and, and you want him to be a focal point. He's a terrific running back, um, you know, potential 1,500, 1,600-yard rusher, especially if you, if you show more of a passing game and get a, an extra body or two out of the box. That said, though, in college football, you can't really do it with one. Sahin King showed a little bit, but boy, there really isn't a lot of depth at that position. No, that's that's something they have to try to find. They've got to find somebody uh, back there that they can rely on um, that, that can come in and really spell him. Look, here's the biggest thing to me is the offensive line much improved. Again, you knock on wood, you keep your fingers crossed, you get a rabbit foot, whatever. You cannot sustain a Cole Mosier injury two weeks before the season again, right. like they did last year. That really devastated this team. Logan Stenberg is fantastic up front. He's going to be a real stud. George Asafa, the kid from Lakota West, has really – the coaches have been raving about him, taking huge steps forward this year. So what I'm getting at with this with the running back is you're going to have some holes. You've got four legitimate stud tight ends. C.J. Conrad's going to be fine by the time the season starts next year. He's the number two tight end in all of college football. 
He's coming off that surgery on the ankle, but they think he's going to be just fine. They've got great depth with two kids that they brought in, the freshmen. So they're going to be a much different offense. And I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some of the Stanford type of offense where you have two, three, sometimes maybe even four tight ends in the game at the same time. Just because they're so good, they can get down the field, they can block. What that's going to do is make different opportunities for the running backs. Um, Benny is going to be, you know, ridiculous. He gets 1,000 yards this year. He's going to be the first Kentucky running back to ever do it three years in a row. Um, he's going to go pro after this season if he, if he if, you know, if he stays healthy. Right, right. He's, he's Saquon Barkley. He's, you know, Sean Alexander. He's all those guys rolled into one. I mean, he's that good. But you've got to find some depth. You cannot let him run the football 25 times a game. They're just wearing him out. That's the biggest problem they have right now. Yeah, especially in the, in the SEC for sure. Let's look to the, to the defensive side of it. Some some bad news. Uh, uh, yep. Fairly recently, Jordan Jones is going to need shoulder surgery, and he's going to miss the spring game. Obviously, the question then is is uh, you know does he get back in time for the season? Probably does. But as you know, with linebackers, that, that's a bad injury to have. You know, you can overcome it. You can certainly come back from it. But for a guy that throws his body around like Jordan Jones, that's not good news. No, you're exactly right. And I think the other team, too skinny, is what they wanted from him this year was to get a little bigger, to gain 10 or 15 pounds, just because of the pounding he takes because of the way he plays, and he's always up at the line of scrimmage. So now with that shoulder, he can't lift. He can't do bench press. Right. He can't do shoulder press. He can't do curls. So he can't work on his upper body. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is going to be the biggest problem. He'll be fine. Look, he played most of last year on one shoulder anyway. If you saw the games and, and you saw the way he was injured and stuff, that's going to hurt them a little bit. But they do have some depth. Um, I, I like the way Jamar played towards the boogie at the end of last year. Um, I, I really – wait till you see Josh Allen. Whew, he's put on about 10, 15 pounds since last year. Him coming back – is really going to make a huge difference right. on that defense. I mean, I, like I said earlier, that DeVos kid is, I think, going to be a difference maker on the inside. you got Allen, you got Ware. Uh, you know, you've got four defensive backs, legitimate, legitimate guys that can go to the next level. they got size, they got length. I, I'm really excited about the defense. And, you know, you don't say that a whole lot these last 20 years about the defense. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a defense last year. Gave up over 400 plus yards and, and 28 points a game, and, and really, look, I kind of wore down as, as the SEC schedule went on. I want, I do want to ask you about one more guy, and it's it's Cash Daniel, who was a pretty valued guy, in in state kid that decided to go to. He is playing in the middle where Courtney Love was. Mm-hmm. I know he's had a good spring. Obviously, the spring game maybe is is another good step for him, but uh, I know he's a guy that they're counting on, and he's had a good spring on top of it. Yeah, for people who you know who may be listening to this who aren't really familiar with Kentucky. He reminds me a lot of a Chris Spielman. He's really good tackle to tackle. He's not real good in space, you know, covering guys down the field. He's a classic inside linebacker. Um, He's a guy that's going to make plays, I think, more at the line of scrimmage. Courtney got a lot of tackles last year, but a lot of times those tackles were four or five, six yards down the field. And and to me, yeah, you make the tackle, but you're not doing yourself any favors by doing that because you're putting yourself in second, third, and short situations. I, I, I think that Cash has got a great nose for the football. He's a really good athlete, and uh, that's that's the biggest thing. He's got good size. Uh, I really like what he brings, and plus he's a leader. The guys like to follow him. Um, he's 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 a I don't want to say a raw raw guy, but he's a he gets excited. Um, he's not afraid to grab a guy by the you know the, the the face mask and tell him what to do and where to go. 
And I think you need that. You need those type of players. I mean, look, football's a dirty, nasty, tough sport, and he's one of those great kids that, uh, you know, he put a chaw in there and, and go play football if he could. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, pick, this is a big spring for, for Mark Stoops. Again, seven yes. and six back-to-back years, yes. um, you know, just going to a bowl is a big thing. The, the tough loss, it would have been, been nice, I know, for the program to win that bowl game, get an eighth win, all of those things. But back-to-back seven six, you've kind of established yourself now as that, that's kind of where the program should be. Um, is, this, is this program now, with what they've done this spring, because there's been a lot of good things, the Jordan Jones injury aside, there's been a lot of good things from what I've read, what I've seen, what I've heard about what's going on this spring. Quarterback, obviously, you talked about is a huge, huge question mark. But but can this program take that next step, and how much will this spring go towards doing that? I think that's the best question you've asked, or that we're going to talk about this whole time is: is this, you know, do they have the ability to take the next step, go to the next level? When you talk to the coaches, when you you, you talk to recruits that are going in there, their facilities are as good as anybody's in the SEC. It's a beautiful football stadium. It's a great locker room that they built, indoor facility. Everything is there for the taking. And now, can they take the next step? If you can get – there's no reason – and go back to Skinny when you and I were in school at the University of Kentucky. We beat Tennessee twice, my freshman year and my senior year. And at that time, there were only a couple wins that separated those two schools. Then Tennessee went on an upward arc, and Kentucky went on a downward arc. And there's no reason, in my opinion, that Kentucky can't, as long as they can continue to recruit Ohio the way they've done and Florida the way they've done, the, the biggest difference, obviously, between Tennessee and Kentucky is they just have more players in Tennessee, uh, high school players, than, than Kentucky does. But I don't think there's any reason. The support is there. The, the fan support is there. But I think this is the year that they really have to take a step forward because, you know, if you take a step back, if you only win five or six games this year, now you start to get that complacency. Uh, other coaches use it as, see, they can ne- you know, they're never going to be an upper echelon school. I think there's a lot of pressure on this coaching staff to come through with eight or nine wins this year. Well, we'll see uh, firsthand on Friday night uh, as UK plays its spring game. 6.30 is a kickoff time. If you cannot make it, you can see it on SEC Network, as I mentioned. Normally, you can hear Jeff Pecoro with Tom Leach, but uh, Pitt's got his, his red duties. I know he'd like to petition his way maybe out of that for just a night. But, uh, <laughs> hey, Freddie will do just fine. I know he will. Thanks again, Pick. This has been the Skinny Podcast, the college football edition presented by Joseph Infinity of Cincinnati.